we are back. It is the Bill Michael Show. No celebration music at the top of this hour. Ben, Kenny, Grant, Bills. In for Bill today. Bill's going to be back tomorrow leading into the draft and then obviously the Bill Michaels draft show from 7 to 11. Coming up on Thursday night, a lot of great guests planned throughout the rest of the week, uh, reacting to the Rodgers trade, reacting to the upcoming draft now that the Packers are at number 13. Uh, But the news of the day, obviously, is that Aaron Rodgers has officially been traded to the Jets. The Packers got a pick swap from 15 to 13, a second-round pick this year, and a conditional second next year. That becomes a first if Rodgers plays 65% of snaps. The Twitter question at Ben Z. Kenny, your immediate reaction to the Rodgers trade with the Jets. A Gutekind's masterclass is actually taking the lead at 40%. Uh, 36% say, who cares, it's been over. And 25% still say, an all-time great is gone. That's the first reaction. Uh, I firmly still believe it, it is a Gutekind's masterclass. He should be commended for how the situation has been resolved. A situation that he put himself in the Packers in, yes. But the resolving of said situation has been very impressive. 877-867-1670. We take your reaction to the Rodgers trade throughout the day today. There are a lot more angles to discuss when it comes to that. I have various audio from Brian Gudikins speaking to the media yesterday. And then also some from Richard Sherman, some from uh, Rodgers' contract. And we will touch on all of that. We also grant... This is why I did not start the hour with celebration music. The Milwaukee Bucks choked away a 15-point lead in the final minutes last night. If you believe in ESPN win probability, it was up at 96 to 97%. They had the game in the bag. They controlled it from start to finish, up 12 with six minutes left, and they choked. I ask you, who who do we look towards? Who do we blame for what went on? And the answer could be everybody. But who should we start with here? I need to talk through what happened last night. Um, last night specifically, and the series as a whole are two different things. I don't know that I lay a ton of blame for last night specifically. I think Jimmy Butler had an unbelievable game, and the Heat hit threes. A lot of them were contested. Drew had a really poor offensive game. And Chris Middleton had a bad turnover at, like, the worst possible time. Bucks just trying to get their normal use-it-or-lose-it timeout ahead of three minutes. And Chris makes a bad pass, and Giannis fumbles it. So Drew had poor moments and played poor offensively. Chris Middleton had poor moments, played poor. But I'm not going to sit here and scream that it was Middleton's fault or, or Drew Holiday's fault. Jimmy Butler was unbelievable. And I don't know that there's a whole lot you can do about that. And the Heat hit contested threes. And I know there's not a whole lot you can do about that because by the nature of them, they are contested. You can't make them extra contested. They're already contested. So I don't blame Coach Bud. His guys fell apart. Make some shots. In the last, just to put this into perspective, and I don't mean to rant and ramble and not let you get in here, but my buddy, Justin Garcia, who's on the Bucks Radio Network, he joined us last night, gave a great preview to the game. So if anybody wants to go back and remember what it feels like to think we were going to win that game before the game happened. You can go back and listen to the podcast. Or the Bucks get 12-point lead, 101-89 with six minutes remaining. They finished the game 4 of 13 with four turnovers and were outscored 30-13. to 13. God. Coach Bud didn't do that, you know? So I, I think there's little bits of blame you can spread around. I thought Giannis was tremendous. Brooke Lopez was 
unbelievable. We called our shot. We called our shot, Grant. Who needed a big game? We both said Brooke Lopez. Just dominate them with size, and they did it. Everybody just fell apart at the end. And I think Giannis did what we described yesterday, too. Don't do too much. Don't try to ram your head into a wall. Just set screens, roll, be present, be active, force the Heat defense to rotate. And Giannis, in his first game back from a back injury in Miami, has a triple-double. I don't know if I can sit here and yell and bang the desk about how Chris Middleton you know, screwed the Bucks or Drew Holiday. It's just kind of a nightmare game. The Heat played really well. They hit shots. So I ask on Twitter, at Ben Z. Kenny, we have the thought on the Packers. We also have this. Who and what do you blame the most, or who in general, for the Bucks' catastrophic collapse against the Miami Heat last night? Jimmy Butler, Coach Bud, Holiday slash Middleton, or other? Now, Jimmy Butler has 31%. Believe it or not, Grant, this might be tough to wrap your head around. Uh, Coach Bud leaves the, leads the way when it comes to blame in terms of fan sentiment, 35%. Holiday Middleton, 33. It's pretty split at the moment. I agree with you. Jimmy Butler beat him. I will say this. At the end, of, uh, does this somewhat encapture the other two crap performances they put out there? The end of the game? It does. At the end of the game, and maybe this is a big pessimistic mind looking long term, but the team looked old. They looked old. Yeah. And maybe and it was because, well, no. Brooke's the and, oldest among them. And, and even Giannis did. Like, maybe it's on the road and they're playing in an environment with a lot of energy against a team. While Butler's up there, they have some undrafted, just young, energetic guys. But I could not help myself thinking they, they, they looked old last night. And I don't know what that means. Like, could they still win the series? Obviously, it's not over. Am I starting to doubt a big run this year? I, I think I, I am, obviously, moving towards that. But looking forward, that was one of the first times I've thought that. Like, like this team looks old right now. And it wasn't the whole game because they, they played a good game before it, leading up to those moments. And then, yes, yeah. Butler beat him. Who do I blame the most? It's Jimmy Butler. If a guy goes and puts up 56 and hits every shot, that's basketball. He beats you. There's some Jimmy Butler things that I want to complain about, but I feel like I can't because I'm the fan of the losing team, and therefore it's loser mentality for me to make some of these complaints. Do you agree, or, or can I make some Jimmy Butler complaints? And do you think that's fair? Fair or foul? <laughs> Let's do this. I We have one Bucks call, and then I want to hit the complaints. Okay. To see at least if the complaints are somewhat shared. 877-867-1670. Renee is in Milwaukee. Renee, how are you today? Hi, I'm great, and you? Well, I, great's relative, but yes. Um, I, I'm great because I work in an industry that somewhat relies on interest, and I would say today is an interesting day. I'm miserable, if you want to know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I was just calling. I really wanted to call about the Bucks, but I can't um, not say anything about us losing the, the great, the tremendous, Aaron Rodgers, I'm sorry. I mean, the man was just great. We are going to miss him. He's a once-in-a-lifetime, smart, intellectual, mega-talented quarterback. I know he's got a little quirky side. 
that the uh, somebody may have suggested it that the Packers just got a little tired of. But we'll see what happens. He's just been a great one, and he's been great for the fans and the viewers uh, here in Wisconsin around around the uh, league. Uh, I called about the Bucks because I thought for those last what was it uh, three to five minutes. Uh, I just thought, what is going on with our coach? At first, I thought he should be fired, but I I was listening to you guys, and I've kind of softened my opinion a little bit. But after that game last night, I thought he should be fired. How in the world did the Bucks lose that game like that? Here you have Giannis playing at not full strength because of his injury. He goes out and tries to help the team. The least the coach can do is try to come up with some kind of game plan at the end. Does the man have panic attacks or something like that? He's got, you know, their their second-string players have been excellent all year. Where was Bobby Portis? Where was some of the other players? They have have a a rookie that, you know, maybe he can make a couple of three-pointers. I don't know. They miss Wes Matthews a lot with the defense. But I was just thoroughly disgusted with the coach. And I was listening to uh, Stephen A. this morning. I know he's got his uh, detractors. However, I love Stephen A. Oh, you yes, gotta love what man, he does. Yeah, he's a bit bombastic, but he's, he's excellent. <laughs> uh, but you know, he was dead on right. He didn't really throw Budenholzer under the bus that much, but he did allude to it. Uh, it's just coaching, and you know, Spolstra. Uh, he's been out coaching, uh, but. For a long time and I know Jimmy Butler got his it's a shame we had a chance to get him at one point but he did not want to come to the Bucks because he played for Marquette so he could have you know had a great career here but I think he wanted to be in a bigger spotlight but it was a it was a great game I don't take anything away from the heat but the Bucks I, uh, Jimmy didn't beat us it was a the choke it was a yeah. choke we could call it a choke and and thank you Renee Call again, 877-867-1670. Great call. Grant, I do defer to you on matters regarding Mr. Budenholzer. I mean, why is it Bud's fault that Jimmy Butler went off for 56? Are we giving Spolster credit for that? Like, oh, Eric Spolster is a great coach. Look at how he motivated Jimmy Butler's shots to go in. Spolster's a great coach. He's a better coach than Bud. I think he's shown that over the years. I'm not denying that. I also don't really know what Bud was supposed to do last night. You know what I mean? Like play Marjan Bochamp. I mean, if we want to sit here and argue about that today, we can, I guess. I'd rather not. That's not why he they lost. In with... No, it's not why they lost. You got to be able to beat the Heat at full strength when the Heat aren't at full strength. They're without Hero, they're without Oladipo. We don't have Wes Matthews. I don't, I don't, I don't care. The players got to be able to go out and win that game. And I know some Bucks fans last night, I saw a lot of tweets. We'll double Jimmy Butler. And leave Caleb Martin and Duncan Robinson? Why? So we can complain about their white role players nailing threes today? Like, no. Have you not watched any of this series? Now you want to leave those guys wide open in crunch time? But Grant, I I was told the Heat would never make shots again after they made shots. Oh, my. Don't get me started. I just, look, I know we all have our qualms with Coach Bud. Sometimes I think it's because he's not the most aesthetically pleasing guy. Like, if he looked like Eric Spolster, I don't know if people would give him so much flack. Eric Spolster's gotten some work done. There has to. That guy looks the same as he did when I was 10. Amazing what happens when you don't live here. 
Yeah, you live in darkness Miami. all the time. <laughs> well, yeah, when you live in a cave where it's 30 degrees and snowy on <laughs> April 20th. I get frustration today. And it sucks because you can't direct your frustration anywhere. It's like Jimmy went for 60. Be pissed about it. That's about the only thing we can do. I think there can be some frustration pointed towards the players on the team not named Giannis or Brooke. Because yeah. even game-wide, they did nothing. The bench did nothing. Bobby Portis was mostly ineffective. Pat Connaughton was extremely ineffective. Couldn't hit shots. He wasn't the hot shooter that we had seen. And Holiday and Middleton were not good enough offensively. Middleton, six turnovers. We talked about it during their two losses, Grant. Middleton and Holiday combined for 10 turnovers. Like, there are things I think that can be pointed at them, but yes, they lost because Jimmy Butler. There is a weird sense of mortality, at least I feel, after that game with this team because the team that is playing this year I don't think should be the same team that plays next year as we get older into deeper into all of the older guys' careers. But this was a team good enough and set up to make a run and to have it pretty like, I don't think they're making a run. I'm not going to say the series is over because I still think they can win three straight, but I think the overwhelming evidence is pointing towards a run not happening. There's a weird sense of mortality with this team. Well, Brooke Lopez is set to be an unrestricted free agent and Chris Middleton's got a player option that he's probably going to opt out of to look for one more big contract. So which like that plays into this loss. Fine. I l- let him walk. I I'm fine with that. Honestly. Really? I like, I don't know. There has to be Giannis is the building block and yes. maybe this conversation is better had in two weeks when the, se- when the sure. season's actually over, but there are going to be multiple iterations of the Bucks team built around Giannis. Mm-hmm. And the first one won a title, and we are nearing the time to build the second one. Yeah. So I I'm think fine. It that Let them walk. We have the same iteration of the team now. Exactly. I better. And you can't get out of the first round. It's not that over sucks. yet. It's not over yet. They're down 3-1. Got two games. Oh, and we get to stay up until midnight on Wednesday watching them. Thank you to the NBA. 9.30 start time. Uh, All right. 877-867-1670. The phone lines are full. Line one. You're on the Bill Michaels Show. Who do we got? Hey, guys. This is Joe from the Pier. How are you guys doing today? What's up, Joe? Hey, quick question or quick comment. Chris Middleton needs to go. He's a liability on defense. He's not what he used to be. Can't put the ball in the hoop. Can't count on him. Chris is a turnover nightmare, as we all know. That's the first comment. Second comment for Bud. How many minutes has Jay Crowder got in there this year? Not many. Okay, so Butler's going to go off for, I don't know, 70 a game. Okay, we need to put Jay Crowder in there. Sit Chris Middleton. We won enough games without Chris. Chris is a freaking liability, boys. A liability. His time has passed. He's a, he's a second or two slow. Can't pass for nothing, and everybody goes off on Chris Middleton. Sit the man down. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. 877-867-1670. There's the angst, Grant. I, I, I knew we would get to it eventually. Jay Crowder played good amount first three games, and I thought the consensus among Bucks fans was that he was terrible <laughs> right. because for the most part he was. He's not good. So, it was a weird trade. So... Were, well, I think the trade still makes sense. He gives them flexibility, do all these things. But when Giannis isn't playing 
it's different. I the Jay Crowder conversation. We don't need to do the Jay conversation. We don't need to do that right yes, now. Yes, yes. But he was bad for the first three games, and now we're mad that Bud didn't play him last night. I, I don't get what fans want sometimes, and I'm a fan. I, I get it. It's frustrating. The frustration with Chris Middleton to me is that he took until late March to get his ass in shape this year. He literally took until March to get himself into shape. And part of me gets that because it was the first real honest to goodness off season these guys had in years because the pandemic and the way the NBA schedule got thrown out of whack and the Olympics. And I I get it, but it took him until late March to get into shape that affected this team. I, I think that affected Chris Middleton and the way that he was able to conduct himself and play basketball down the stretch. It just seemed like a very non-serious season from a guy who's supposed to be a number two on a playoff team, on a title contender, and the number two to Giannis, whose career is is paramount right now in the scope of the NBA and the scope of the Milwaukee Bucks. That's my disappointment with Chris Middleton. That, and he throws the ball around like it's worthless. He just turns the ball over left and right, can't inbound it properly. I think part of that might be also the fact that he was unavailable not his fault during the playoffs last year. Maybe the first, the fresh things on people's mind are he was unavailable for the playoffs last year and they lost somewhat because of it. The beginning of this year was a disaster. He was unavailable down the stretch and then comes back. This is like the first prominent, let's say, stretch of games he's played in a while. Like he played the regular se- some of the regular season, but this is like he's back in the spotlight after being injured last season and then has not played his best basketball and they lost like if they hold on and and Jimmy Butler doesn't hit those shots obviously these comments don't come but I see where they're coming from and well I'm not going to pin it all on him because I think it's a large quantity of things that went wrong I would I would be fine going forward if the Bucks went a different direction I would be fine if they let him walk two of 11 for three last night by the way I love Drew but that's god awful. Please stop shooting. Please. 877-867-1670. Line three. You are on the Bill Michael show. Who do we got? It's kind of funny because I'm Joe from Depure also. Oh. And the gentleman almost I'm listening. I'm like, this is almost everything I want to say. I couldn't believe they didn't take Drew Middleton. I mean Middleton out either. When we were playing, I'm thinking to myself, they're just trying to switch him all the time. Or I should say Miami was trying to get him on Jimmy Butler all the time. They were doing those high screens. And it was like he could not handle it. He looks slow. He looks unathletic. I was, and then when they were making, I think there was three minutes left, and they were trying to make a basket, they were going through him. And I'm like, what are they doing? I'm right with the guy, the other Joe from the pier. I was just yelling at the screen, get Middleton off. The court, he's such a liability, and there's no point in being on there. And I don't know if Bud had the guts to pull him or not because he's supposedly a superstar, but after you see him play, you got to think, why? Why is he there? Yeah, I was pretty frustrated. I just thought it was amazing that I was calling right after the gentleman, Joe from the beer like me, and he was saying the same thing. Hold on. Had a, had a I, great show, I, I do want to oh, oh, stay there for a second. All right. Bud pulling him down the stretch of the game. Who is he replacing him with? That's better. Jay Crowder, obviously. Like, is Jay well, Crowder going to go do a better job? Is is Joe Ingles going to play defense there? Like, it's not as if there's a great worse? option to take him out. Could it be any worse? He was terrible. He wasn't quick enough to stay with him, and he was letting him go. Look at all the missed opportunities where they had to switch. He didn't even stay in front of him. 
those plays are simple baskets. I shouldn't say simple, but coaches look at that and say, at least stay in front of your guy. And he couldn't do that. There's no movement there. He could not be on the floor. I got you. Thank you, Joe. As always, call again, 877-867-1670. I mean, Jimmy Butler hit some really tough shots down the stretch of the game that were contested and were tough shots. I'm not saying Chris Middleton's defense is the reason they lost. Was it amazing? No, like the first half of the game, all they did is, or they would get the switch of Butler on Giannis or Butler on Portis. He do the step back jumper. Like he just hit everything he looked at. It's basketball. You got beat. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Now I'm now I'm mad at I like I came into today excited, Grant. I wanted to talk about Rodgers. I was excited about the, uh, the the trade, the future of the franchise. We could do a state of the union, all the ammunition Gudikins has moving forward. Now I'm pissed off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, me as well. I'm fighting folks on Twitter, uh, and it's oh. a noble fight because I'm right. Uh, <laughs> I tweeted that that Bucks loss was worse than any Packers playoff loss in the Aaron Rodgers era. <laughs> and I'm... 100% sure that that is true. Now, if you don't care about the Bucks as much as the Packers, that's obviously not true for you, obviously. But that loss last night, assuming the rest of the series plays out the way that it feels it's going to play out and the Bucks lose the series, last night's loss was worse and more consequential than any playoff loss the Packers had under Aaron Rodgers. I love that take. 877-867-1670. Last one before we hit break. Line four. What's up? You're on the Bill Michaels Show. Hello. Line four. Going oh. once. Nope. Uh, line three. You're on the Bill Michaels show. And they hung up. Line one. As we go through the lines, you're on the Bill Michaels show. What's up? Hello. Hey, who's this? Hello. Um, this, this is Hector Nalasta. Hector. Good to hear from you, man. What's up? Um, I was just calling because I had to get a little bit of a I told you so back at Grant because he, he shot me with one uh Clipper one last night on his show, and I told Graham that the Bucks needed to trade Middleton, and this was even before the season started because they proved in the playoffs last year that they really didn't. I mean, they weren't good with him or without him, so it was care. kind of either way would have been. I think they would have been fine to get rid of Middleton, and now it's kind of just coming back to bite them in the butt. So. I think that he was. I agree with the last two couple, the last couple callers that he was a liability. And I honestly, I would have stuck anybody else out there to play defense because if you can't stay in front of the person you're supposed to guard, then what are you doing? It doesn't matter if you can shoot threes if you can't accommodate for it. Um, good example would be Atlanta. They got that one, uh, or not Atlanta, Miami. They got that Duncan Robinson, but they put he doesn't play defense, but they got defenders that they can put in there with him that. When he's shooting and not playing defense, they got people that can cover for him, and and the Bucks just don't got that on the bench. So it was really sad to watch, to be honest. I, I turned it off to try to watch the Brewers, and that was much better. Thanks, Hector. Woefully late for a break. In, as Bill would say, woefully late for a break. Woefully. I'm not going to say the Bucks should have traded Chris Middleton. They're not dead yet. Can we say that? They're not yeah. dead yet. Until they lose the final game, then we talk about all the players that might or might not have to go. Last night was a disaster. They they're not they're not dead yet. Who and what 
are they trading Chris Middleton for? That's a that's also a great point. Why didn't they just why didn't they just get rid of him and get someone better last offseason? <laughs> I don't know. Because that's not how it works. No one wants him. They should trade Chris Middleton to the Jets. They should yeah. start doing more deals with Joe Douglas. Sauce Gardner. I want him back <laughs> just, to the deal. Just get so all just, the picks. Before we take a break, I just want to make sure I have this right. Uh Chris Middleton, who hit massive shots in route to an NBA championship. We want less of him, more Jay Crowder. Got it. I'm gonna make sure I include this in my my show rundown tonight. <laughs> 877-867-1670. I love you all. This is awesome. We'll, we'll, we'll come back. More reaction. The Aaron Rodgers trade. The Bucks disaster against the Heat last night. That's all coming up. It's the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. This happens to be Super Bowl three, my dad's Super Bowl ring right here. And I feel like, the why am I wearing it? Because the Jets are going. And to me, watch out, everybody. Here come the Jets. Here come the Jets. And right now, we haven't had this type of quarterback maybe ever since Namath, whatever, maybe. All right, I'm done with that. Uh, that is the beginning of what Rex Ryan was saying. And I'm going to save all your eardrums and not play the rest of it. He's wearing a big Jets jacket. Um, hopefully not talking about feet. It's the Bill Michaels show. Welcome back. Ben Kenny and Grant Bills. Aaron Rodgers has been traded to the Jets. As you would expect, many of the Jets related talking heads are losing their minds. And still, uh, maybe not even enough acknowledging what the Packers got back. I think it was a terrific job by Brian Gutekinds. A terrific day. Two, tw- two Twitter, uh, Twitter questions are up right now. Excuse me. And we'll get back to the phones in a second. I know people are fired up about what Grant's tweeting. The first one. What is your immediate reaction to the Aaron Rodgers Jets trade? A Gudikins masterclass leads the way at 41%. Uh, who cares? It's been over 36%. An all-time great is gone. Still 24%. And we'll have a montage coming up at about noon. A lot of moments from Aaron Rodgers' time in Green Bay. The second question, who and or what do you blame for the Bucks' catastrophic collapse last night? Coach Bud still leads the way, believe it or not. 36%. 30% say Jimmy Butler. 34% say Holiday or Middleton. Grant, there is uh, many out there that are looking directly at Chris Middleton for the loss, which I won't go that far. Well, it's nothing new. He's typically been the guy over the years to get blamed. Um. If you want to blame Middleton, blame him on a macro level. Don't blame him for just last night. Blame him for, I don't know, respectfully, not really taking this season all that seriously. Maybe that's a little harsh. No. But, dude, you weren't ready to play high-level basketball until late March. And even if you're not, which is fine, regular season, whatever, then be amazing in the playoffs. Everybody forgets yeah. that stuff. If you're incredible, come playoff time. And it's safe to say he has been far from incredible. He looked overwhelmed by high-level pressurized basketball. Let's put it that way. Exactly. When the defense got a little tougher and the game got more physical and the crowds got loud and the refing maybe loosened up a little bit, he did not appear ready for it. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. That is how you react talking Aaron Rodgers trade and obviously the Bucks game last night back to the phones line one here on the Bill Michaels show welcome who's this Grant I got a question for you ah this is Vagabond Johnny have, 
I may have told Vagabond cool. John on Twitter he doesn't know ball. Uh, this is this is a call I was looking forward to getting today. What's up, buddy? So, so Grant, you're a fantasy football guy. If you're sitting at eighth overall in your snake league draft, are you drafting Zeke Elliott? Because he was really good a couple of years ago. Are you going to take him top ten? Uh, no. Are you suggesting that this Bucks team is the Ezekiel Elliott of NBA teams? Can we set the stage no, here? I, What's going on? Yes. So this is a rebuttal to uh, Grant's tweet about how this Bucks loss is worse <laughs> than anything that we've seen from the Packers, which is a great tweet. Because, it's, it's a it, you know when you're when you're in sports radio, you got to tweet things that get a reaction. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. There, I, I don't think you could tell Grant how he feels about losses. Well, if we're analyzing it as like a Wisconsin sport, is like from the perspective of your standard Wisconsin sports fan, I just think here's my rebuttal. It is not as bad because it has been made clear now that over the next three to four years, which is probably, to be honest, what we have left of Giannis's prime, this is not the priority. Keep this squad together. Now it's different from. Rodgers, and you could go all the way back to 2014, you could talk about any of the losses, any of the nut kicks that we've gotten. It's always been, man, if we could just add one more piece, one or two more pieces, that'll get us over the edge. So for a decade, it convinced us that we were one piece away. We were all bought in for a decade of, you know, I don't want to call it torture because I I respect the, uh, the advantage that we have as Packer fans. We've had a great run, right? We've made the playoffs. It's been awesome. It's It's been been a lot of fun. But we've also entered in with expectations of making a Super Bowl just about every year. That's what makes this loss better because over the next three to four years, we're not going to waste the career of an all-time great for one of our teams trying to just find that one more piece. I do think that there are going to be significant changes for the squad next year, and I think that we're going to see, you know, what this organization can do just switching things up uh, to get Giannis, you know, a different group of people around him. That's my rebuttal. With for that, with I think this is better. Yeah, better. So, better is okay. a tough word. You want the Bucks <laughs> to pivot. You want the pivot. Okay. What are they pivoting to? They have no first round picks. We'll they can trade out. until twenty twenty nine. They have no money. G- g- losing Chris Middleton gets you no cap space. It gets you no money. You pay Chris Middleton or you pay nobody. Brooke Lopez is an unrestricted free agent. I-, I guess my point, vagabond John, and then I'll let you go. I don't mean to talk over you. It's kind of tough over Skype. I think some folks are naive about how hard it is in the NBA to build a squad this good. The NFL, you can rebuild around a high-priced, talented quarterback in two years. You can build it back up, soft rebuild, build it back up through the draft. You can't do that in the NBA. So I would caution folks who want to blow this up to build the next thing because I don't know if there is a next thing. For the record, I I also don't think the loss was as bad as either the 2017 or 2019 Big Ten championships. That 2017, that. man, that was my last game uh, as a Wisconsin cheerleader, and that was absolutely Brother. brutal. I do think there's a little bit of a theme of, uh, you know, with both topics, though, of there are a lot of people on here, you know, Ebo this morning, well, he's a four-time MVP. Everybody here, well, Chris Middleton helped us two years ago. Guys, when, when, they, when a pro athlete gets over 30, the drop-off comes fast, and uh, it comes for everybody, so... We'll see. I'm excited. As uh, Ben keeps pointing out, I feel like Ben is a positive voice for all the shows today. Uh, this series is not over. Uh, we got two <laughs> games in Milwaukee, and I'm really excited to see what happens on Thursday with the draft. So I'll hang up and listen. You guys uh, keep rocking it. 
Thanks, Johnny. As always, there's Vagabond Johnny. 877-867-1670. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't have an opinion on which is worse. All of them are bad. But I do think a point, I, I think he made a good point in that there is a realistic chance where you speak of Chris Middleton and all the great he did and all the great Rodgers did in Green Bay. There is a chance that you are talking about only the past. There's a chance that that stuff does not come in the future. It's hard to say. That's why my job is not an NBA GM. And that's why if my job was an NFL GM, I would have done exactly what Goody did yesterday. Hopefully, yeah. uh, and, and and looked as good at doing it, you know. He looked pretty nice at his press conference, didn't he? Oh, he, he leaked that 10 minutes before the presser, Grant. We haven't even gotten to that part of it. What a master it class. Is very savvy. Very savvy to then do the presser and not really talk about the trade. Oh, it's not official yet. I they can't talk about it. it just Still got to do some paperwork. Waste everyone's time. 877-867-1670. Real quick, line two, you're on the Bill Michaels Show. Who do we got? Hello. Hello. Hey, who's this? Uh, this, is, this is Richard from Rhinelander. Richard, how are you, man? Hey, Rich. Well, just fine. I just thought maybe uh, it might be a possibility that uh, Vinicius could trade up again using the second-round draft choice and get somebody they really want instead of somebody who's left over. I'd say that's on the table. It might be more on the table now that they're at 13. Do, do you have a guy, Richard, yeah. that, that you're eyeing? Is there a single? I, I, yeah, I, I'd like the um, wide receiver from Ohio State. Yeah, Smith and Jigba. I'm with you, uh, and appreciate the phone call, as always. There was a report, as I mentioned, Grant, that the move to 13 could be to have a better chance at getting in Jigba, which there is some sense of irony there of the pick you traded the pick you got for trading Aaron Rodgers becoming a wide receiver in the first round for the first time in like 25 years. Yeah. Wouldn't that be funny? It would eight, seven, seven, eight, six, seven, 16, 70 back to the phone calls and much more. When we return, we have some Aaron Rodgers legacy thoughts coming up at noon state of the Packers. What does the future look like now that the Rodgers trade is done? That is all coming up next. It's the Bill Michael show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Marks, they are going to bring pressure again. Rogers is going to roll away, throws it up in the air, says a prayer, and Janice does oh, stop it! Oh, please! <laughs> what a catch! That's insane! All right, we're back. Bill Michael's show. There's a playoff moment, Grant. It's not only regular yeah. season moments. The Jeff uh, Janis catch. Playoff loss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would rather endure that playoff loss against the Cardinals than endure what I endured last night with the Bucks. That's fair. 877-867-1670. If you disagree with Grant, you can call and fight him about it. We definitely welcome that. We are talking about the Aaron Rodgers trade to the New York Jets with went down yesterday. A pick swap, 13 and 15. The Packers get a 2023 second, a 2024 conditional second, which becomes a first if Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps in New York. Uh, our our buddy Dwayne from Dwayne's Cover It All said, uh, it turning into a first. That like That's the difference there. 
and he loves it, which I think like that is, we mentioned it earlier, that is such a pivotal piece of this deal. The fact that it doesn't matter if they win, as long as he is under center and there, which I'm with you, Grant, I think that is a, a very fair way to look at it. But you're talking about a first-round pick. Which yeah. I wanted to do this later, but also it's, look in the future. All the scenarios where love works or doesn't work, if it hits, if he hits, if he's that good, Packers have two twos this year, and obviously number 13. Hopefully they're not drafting as high as 13 going forward. This could be a premier mm-hmm. player. And then next year they will presumably have two ones, not to mention all the other picks throughout that draft, which is either A, unbelievable ammunition to build around Jordan Love, or B, in the worst case, Love doesn't work, now you can go get another quarterback. I like I yeah. I can't help looking at this and think it's the best case scenario. If you the told situation me is great. if you told me after the Packers lost to the Lions and finished the season eight and nine and missed the playoffs that the Packers would get this haul for Aaron Rodgers, I would have said you were crazy. Interesting. Yeah, I think the conditional pick next year is is great because it really works out no matter what for the Packers. If Rodgers plays and is good, okay, well, the Packers get a first-round pick. If Rodgers plays and is bad, the Packers get a first-round pick. And if Rodgers gets hurt or plays horribly and is benched, well, then the Packers moved on from it at the right time, and they end up with a second-round pick. So there's not really an outcome next year that is a lose-lose for the Packers. Like, they're getting something nice either way. They're getting a pick either way, too, a good pick either way, no matter what happens. And it's guaranteed. It also, we spoke about this yesterday, and this makes me wonder if Gudikins listens to the show. Getting the deal done before Thursday. I was somewhat skeptical of it being done Friday morning for the reason of how does your first round strategy change? Now, we obviously learned that they swapped 15 and 13, which is a piece of that. But how does your strategy change if you know you have two seconds? Are you going to package back up and go into the first round? Are you going to trade up from 13? Are you going to trade down? Because you know you have still more ammunition later. The fact that the outlook is clear and they have picks in this year's draft and they get the the one for next year as well. Like the timing also works. Timing works perfectly, Mm -hmm. I think. 877-867-1670. Your immediate reaction to Aaron Rodgers officially being traded to the New York Jets. 41% still say a Gutekinst masterclass um and again it's as a general manager mistakes are likely uh, mistakes are very common i'd say even the best they we had the gm rankings harry roseman was number one he's made some very very catastrophic mistakes but he's shown the ability to move off them and move off them positively which is an attribute that not all gms have some gms get in the hole and they dig themselves deeper the great ones move off, and they're effective in doing so, which I think is right. what Gudikin showed. 877. Think, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm trying to think through what I think about this. I, I think you need to be able to move on. Yes, I, I just agree. I guess I don't have anything to add. Sorry to cut you off. 877-867-1670. I, I mean, there is the group out there that still is. It, it's a weird day. Aaron Rodgers, for the first time in a long time, is not a Packer. I think the fact that we've known this is coming for more than a month helps that feeling. Like we've gone through the Rodgers is gone discussion 
or he's in the process of leaving. So there hasn't been much blowback, at least on this show and from what I've heard. But I think it kind of helps the sentiment around Gudikins, the fact that we've known that this is the result for a while. We have time to wrap our head around it. We have time to talk about it. It's not like Devontae Adams where one day he's just gone. Well, I wonder if we can look at it this way, and I don't mean to take credit away from Gudikins. Is this more about the Jets doing a terrible job in this trade than it is about Gudikins doing anything well? The Packers couldn't have been more transparent throughout this process. You got Mark Murphy at a basketball game saying, yeah, we don't really want him. <laughs> we, we'd ideally like him gone as soon as possible, preferably. Like, maybe this is more about the Jets just handling this as poorly as possible. Again, not taking credit away from Goody, but come on, Jets. Well, Gudikins had to get lucky to have the Jets be there, to have sure. the Jets want him. Because there were a lot of outcomes that had no teams as good suitors, and then there's no way to move off. So there's luck involved, definitely. They got lucky that the Jets are who they are and are in the position they're in. Sure. That their team's pretty good, and they have an owner that is somewhat desperate to be competitive. Their team is fine. Do you think the Jets are as good as we've built them up to be as a roster this offseason? Because I think think we've gone a little overboard. I think they're ascending. Sure. If they hit on the tackle. Because you had Brees Hall out there. He got hurt. They have a lot of good young players is what I would look towards. Okay. But they're not proven winners. They have a lot of talent. They haven't won anything. They were fine last year. Are sure they have a good coach? That's another thing. I I, I yeah. don't think we are. Are we sure they have a good OC? I, I would say Hackett's a good OC. But what does I the Denver so. experience do? Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, there, there's a difference between being a nice young roster that needs a quarterback and a team that's a quarterback away from contending with the Chiefs and the Bills and the Bengals. There's a, there's a big difference between those two lines. Agree. That makes me scratch my head more if I'm from the Jets' perspective. But they, wa- they wanted to be relevant. I go back to Correct. that. What do the Jets Correct. want? Okay, they want to win, whatever. They want to be relevant for the first time in, in more than a decade. And the Packers yep. took advantage of that. The Packers have always been relevant, which sometimes can be quite tiring when there isn't enough done to actually win. But it makes you not desperate to finally reach relevance. And when you are desperate to reach that point, you make maybe a questionable decision and give up too much for a guy that's going to play one year, in my opinion. 877-867-1670. We'll step away. Coming up at noon, a montage from Aaron Rodgers' career with the Packers. We will reflect upon his career a bit. And then Brian Gudikins did meet with the media yesterday. There were a lot of words not spoken because the trade is not officially official, as the writers say. But we'll touch on some of the bigger things from that press conference. That's all coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, we're back. Bill Michael Show. Top of the hour coming up here. Ben Kenny, Grant Bills. Bill, uh, again, we'll be back tomorrow. Got the NFL draft coming up on Thursday. A lot of great guests lined up. Draft show Thursday night. So that's what's going on the rest of the week. For now, we got you until 2 o'clock. Got a big last two hours planned. Brian Gudikin spoke with the media. You will hear some of the highlights of that presser. We'll react to some of the comments. Talking about the Rogers trade and Jordan Love. 
have some thoughts on Rogers' time as a Packer. That's coming up next. Ben Kenny, Grand Bills, in for Bill Michael.